podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 25. How we doing out there? Hope we're all okay as we head back into lockdown later this week. We've got a good show for you. Keep you occupied, hopefully, and entertained. A bit of a whopper this week. 90 minutes plus extra time. Knocking on nearly two hours of randomness, sport, betting, a little bit of everything this week and it's packed full of your stuff to be honest with you. The listeners of Play the Blinder, our little strong loyal following, loads of unlikely lookalike submissions, plenty of Tony Soprano lines for me to have a runner as Christopher Walken as requested. So uh, yeah, full of the listeners stuff this week which is great. We've not really done much on boxing over the last couple of months or a couple of weeks at least and certainly the last few episodes but we've got a good solid opening half an hour on the fight game we're looking at that matchroom card the poor matchroom card and the even worse punditry that surrounded it and then we go stateside for possibly fight of the year certainly knockout of the year looking at Leo Santa Cruz and Javonta Davis a new star seems to have been born with Tank Davis taking over We'll have a good look at Trump v Biden, go over some of Trump's highlights or lowlights from the campaign in the last year and his uh, presidency. There's the usual NFL chat, a little bit of footy talk. We spend a little bit more time really on Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United and what exactly is uh, is going on down the road there in Manchester. Doing something different with the soundtrack this week as well. We're going to wrap the whole episode in Buster Rhymes' new album, Extinction Level Event 2. He dropped that on Friday. It's funny, it's political, it's sharp, it's probably the exact opposite to, to everything we've done on this week's show. It's a belter, yeah, so we've used it all the way through and hope you enjoy our, our nod to, to one of the greatest rappers ever, Buster Rams. Rate, subscribe, tell your mates. As I say, the interaction from you this week's been great and we'd like to get more of you involved. Give us a shout at my convos with the Pope on Instagram. Or search that on Twitter and you'll find Steve Ayton, my account, over on Twitter. Give us a shout and uh, get some interaction going. Yeah, send us some unlikely lookalike. Send us some Keegans of the week. Any bad shouts you come across this week. Anything you want us to talk about, we'll figure it into next week's show if you give us a shout. Take it easy, crew. Hope we're all good. Hope you enjoy the show. Ben! Here we are. Sorry, lad. I did on mute there. Wow. Trying to get Who's in, that? Steel, to... is that Christopher Walken? <laughs> trying to get it to be walking here. So glad you could make it, Ben, this week. 
<laughs> what happened to 11 o'clock? Oh, stop. What happened to last week? Stop it, will you? What's all this about you being seeing the physio? Fucking hell, lad. You're really milking this injury, aren't you? I'm good. This fan injury. Do more rehab than Schumacher at the moment, like. Oh, wow. You got one there, yeah? Honestly, yeah. Alex Smith job, yeah. Free a day, but let's not... So, so, so what, are you, you get more nimble by the day, like, each passing week? What, are you know, getting the boats on your feet, or what? Still a bit of a struggle? No, I'm on my feet. I'm on my feet. A lot of wall slides, a lot of lunges, all that shit. Yeah, we'll see, lads. Still waiting, still waiting for scans off the NHS. I think they've probably got bigger fish to fry at the moment, but... Wait Other for, thoughts, oh, yeah. Waiting for some images. How are you, Popey? How's, uh, how's tricks your end? Ready for lockdown? A bit tired lockdown? today, to be honest with you. A bit yeah. tired, yeah. yeah. Although it doesn't help sleeping on the bedside table, does it? As what? I did last night. What? Just a, a rollover in bed, was it? And... Well, yeah, it always starts off me and Lou in bed and then Lou would come in at about half two saying he'd let himself so then he ended up getting in with us and then half an hour later Dylan was in and whenever it happens they always seem to sort of intrude onto my side of the bed. Yeah. So they were on my pillow, Lou had the half uh, half of the bed to herself and then I ended up just getting one of the little square pillows and putting it on the bedside table next to me bed and just resting my head on that. Kept whacking my head on the lamp. It's not so, good, it's not I, good. So, ba- so baby OJ had uh, wet the bed, had he? He'd let the juice loose. <laughs> <laughs> not a good advert, is it really, for having kids sleeping on bedside tables and what have you? But in the end, they just had to uh, get into his bed in his, uh, his piss-sodden bed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you're not, needs uh, most, Stephen, needs most. You're not selling it to me, lad. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, each week... I uh, I want kids a little bit less. I think to be honest with you. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, you, you you were never really that maternal to start to start out with, like. But I'm guessing less so as we uh, as we continue to do these episodes. I like, don't really think I'm selling it to anyone. You're not selling it, but there's a population problem. So maybe I'm doing a maybe I'm doing a bit for me for me population. You know what I mean? What do you think we might go down the same route as China and just <laughs> China? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get on to him later. Uh, I don't know. Something's going on, isn't it? I, I, I'm not a you know I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I don't know. Who knows? Who knows why this virus is about wiping out the older generation? And I don't want to get into anti-mask and anti-vac territory, like because it's it's not my it's not my bag really. But it's no, a no. it's a weird Let's move swiftly on it's then. a weird time, and it hope you ready for lockdown, lad? It's, it's certainly coming, isn't it? I think this week. Yeah, well, yeah, that's as ready as I'll ever be. Like, it's just obviously it's uh, not easy with two little ones. Like, just just no. to be moulded again about fatherhood it sounds terrible. Here, it sounds like, like yeah, the Pope. Of the episode. The Pope hates his kids, basically. No, I'm not that far. It's 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 it's, we, uh, it's in all fairness, Louis's been great. His, his parents even went pretty well. Obviously, the last time we were on, I had, I had that parents. I think it was parents evening was due that afternoon. So how'd that go? And hasn't battered any little girls yet, which is a bonus. And I must laugh actually because uh, congratulations, by the way, to one of our our listeners, Chris Towers, who's uh, listens to the show. Uh, his missus is uh, is pregnant. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, it was quite funny, really, because I think the only reason he uh, he sent me the picture of the ultrasound was to get a get a bit of a quip in about our Trev, which was quite funny in all fairness. So basically, he sent me a picture of the ultrasound. And then underneath it, he's put R. Trev's punch bag. <laughs> Let's hope it's not female. R. Eh? Trev's next punch bag, actually. To come to me, R. Trev's next punch bag. Well, from one Chris to another, 
Congratulations, <laughs> Chris. To you and yours. I've got, I've got to do what, this. What, what's with this, what's with this uh, Christopher Walken threat today? Well, we've had, we've had a load of submissions of so- Sopranos. Uh, it's only Soprano shouts that people want to hear in Christopher Walken's voice, so... I forgot, lad. Are you like who's been requesting this? There's a couple. There's a couple. We'll get onto them later. Couple from a couple of Instagram accounts, Sopranos Instagram accounts. Couple of our listeners. So we'll 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 get on and do them later. But last week I was fully in walking mode because I thought we were doing a show last Thursday. So I was. Oh, I see. So a bit of method acting. Yeah, well, I had to. You've got to get the voice, haven't you? And I haven't this week, so I'm feeling a bit rusty. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, to warm you're a little up. bit out. Yeah, you were sending me a few voice notes. I'm very impressed. Like to be honest with you, but I'm out now. Yeah. yeah. Step backwards today, like maybe a loss of confidence now that you know it's now it's going out into the public domain. Possibly, we'll we'll see, we'll see later. I might absolutely. Frankly, uh, I'm <laughs> depressed and ashamed. <laughs> wow, exactly. Yeah, we'll get on to all that later. We'll see how we uh, see how we get on. I'm knocking myself, lad. Honestly, tomorrow, I know we're going to talk about the election, Biden and Trump. It's got to be me last late night until the NFL playoffs. I, I can't do it no more. I am. Um, what would you class as a late night? Because your your version of a late night must be very different from mine. A late night for me was this is very late as well. On. By the way, I did much the NFL last night. Probably got into bed about twelve, and that's that's late for me. But I'm guessing that's probably early for you. I'd bite your hand off at twelve. Saturday Sunday Saturday night was seven o'clock in the morning. After a. Um... <laughs> After Davis and Santa Cruz, it was such, such at a good fight. Seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I, was, and I was up at ten. <laughs> it's insane. So maybe, you might be cut out for kids after all. Possibly. Because that's the problem: sleep deprivation. But if you're only getting three hours kip anyway, get me one of them. Get me one of them mechanical tits, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll do the knife feed like no problem. <laughs> roll one of them. Roll one of them over my shoulder, and I'm. I'm ready to go, like Gaza in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good to go, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, do you know what, Popey? It was worth staying up for. Should we get right into the box? And... Talk shit if it's high talk to the top tibbity power off. Side talk serious, top floor bitch with a top fleet. Feast over niggas with sharp teeth. Full time, get it. Sa, go and get water. La, la. Water drop trip, see how we slide. Big broad titty, they droop. Seat the bitch all in the coop. Jealous niggas, you don't want me to shoot. Stop it all. Bang, bing, bing, bang, bang. Think you're listening to the rang zang? Bing, bow. Full time niggas. Did you catch any of the matchroom cards? Yeah, starters, see, bitch, yeah. When, when I was expected, to be honest with you. I don't know whether you sucks got the power. Punch power up a heavyweight. But we, we should have had the bet, really. I think it was only seven to four. Two to one, maybe. Unanimous decision, you sick. So that's how I thought that it did play out, and obviously it did. Was that the favourite market, was it, Paul? What was he just to win on points? I didn't look at the the, uh, the odds for the fighters. I wasn't yeah, so, uh, on it. Do, do you ever uh, read Sport and Life? Have you got the yeah, app? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, I haven't got the app, but it's a really good website for the, for all your betting. Really news. good tipsters, lad, across yeah. all sports. The NFL guy, by the way, is absolutely busted. Ridiculous. But yeah, with, with the boxer, the, the boxing fella's pretty good. He's, he's, he's quite good, and he put it up as his sort of, yeah, best of the weekend. Yeah, you see him more I looked into it, the more I thought that would be the case. I didn't have a breakfast for me. I'm not really a big hitter, am I? So 7-4, to 2-1, to unless you're putting in a roll looks a little bit skinny. like. But yeah, if they played out our, our thoughts, it would really. I don't think there could be any complaints. Well, it's a good job. 
points of those points backers didn't have Tony Bellew marking the cards. What did you make of? Uh, I, I think he's a clear front runner for Keegan of the week. Like he actually had Chisora dominating and winning the fight. <laughs> the only thing Bellew's dominating is the bussy at the Toby Carvery at the minute. See the size of him. <laughs> He's put a bit on, any. He? Maybe he's thinking of making an heavyweight comeback. Possibly, you never know. Super What's heavyweight. the mean, yeah? Shadow uh, He's a big lad now, and he you. I couldn't get my head around it. I don't know if you should really, if you should really be doing the job if you can't get over your emotions and actually, actually see a fight clearly. Like you know, you get exactly. It's ridiculous, lad. If you can't just yeah, put your um, your sort of your personal interests to one side, which you should be able to do as a pundit. What's what's that? Pope, we don't get any wrong. Just remaining neutral. I know certain ex-Liverpool players like Carragher and that, and some people don't like him commentating on Liverpool games, saying with Neville and Man United, but you can't put your personal interests to one side and just offer, you know what I mean, neutral perspective, then, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit dodgy. I think you can be passionate, Pope. I think you can be passionate, I think, like Carragher is, but imagine after 90 minutes and Liverpool have got beat him just denying that Liverpool had lost the game. That's the that's what it's the equivalent of. <laughs> It was insanity. And his little mate... complete denial, yeah? Yeah, it was not. It was not. I missed that seat, to be honest with you. I missed the, the post-fight fallout. So, who was, was on the panel with Bellew? Obviously, Adam Smith, um, who else? It was his little mate Caldwell, his trainer, who... Yeah. Not really it's my cup of tea. At the Ashy. Best, Ashy, yeah? At the best of times. Ashy's probably a better coach, I'd imagine. Probably, um, yeah. Certainly better pundit. Yeah, yeah. then... Oh. Johnny Nelson, Carl Froch were on the were set up in the in the ringside. conventional. Yeah, it's kind of ringside. It's a favourite setback. We're pretty. So what are they saying, Steve, when he's coming out with that nonsense? Does, does no one challenge him, or did he just just sort of humour him and entertain it? Really, I don't think anyone straight up laced him like, but. Froch was like, nah, you know, easy night to work sort of thing for Usyk. Not easy night to work, but you know. Only one winner, you know, who's sick. Was he doubling down, was he, Bellew? I think Bellew had him 5-1 up after six, you know. <laughs> I, co- I, couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I really couldn't. It's, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. It's, it's quite embarrassing. And Bellew, actually, the lads, you know, the lads who uh, we spoke about on the Nuthouse podcast, The Boxing Asylum, they, yeah, uh, yeah. they actually done a post show on Saturday night, like a live show. And uh, Tony like Bell- spell you, did he? You know, we do Keegan of the Week. Yeah. They do Bell You of the Week. This is the Bell You of the Week. It's someone who said something <laughs> fucking... Is this a new feature? Like, no, no. This has been years like they've been doing the Bell You of the Week. And Tony Bell, you actually sent the host, our mate Steve Wellens, you know, who put, uh, who put our podcast out, one of our podcasts out on, yeah, on yeah, their platform. Um, yeah. He actually sent him a voice note in WhatsApp on Saturday night because I think they've had some back and forth before. Basically lacing them. Yeah, Tony sent me in a WhatsApp earlier complaining. Let's play it now for you all. See what he had to say. You and this boxing song, whatever you call it, right? You see, you you must be the most bored man on planet Earth because what you do is you sit and talk about what the fuck I do. Remember this, right? What you talk about, I do. I do it. You talk about it, I do it. So that gives me the right to say whatever I want about what I do. doesn't give you the right because you don't do it. Now, if you show me a video of you doing it and doing it at the level I do it at, then maybe you can have a say. But remember this. I fight you watch. It's that simple. That's all it's about. I fight 
watch. No one gives a shit about what you say or what you do. But you give a shit about me because I fight. I don't watch. As simple as that. Your podcast isn't worth a carrot. I don't give a shit what you say, what you do. If you've got something to say to me, I'm not hard to find. I'm usually on the front row of boxing events. Come and say hello, or come and say to me what you'd say to me on your daft podcast. But remember this, I get more views with a fart than what you get with a two-hour podcast. On that note... Was he threatening? Or was he just really trying to get his points across? There was menace in his tone, yeah. Great content, though, for the next show, innit? Just get it out there. Of course. Of course, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, and he's got him rattled as well for him to be sending him personal voice notes, you know what I mean? There must be, he must know himself, Belly, there's a little bit of truth to it. Well, you've got to have thicker skin, haven't you? And you've got to sometimes just hold your hands up and go, ah, yeah, I've had a fucking shocker at me work there. I've had a shit night. It was, it was the, it was the equivalent, punditry wise, of his usage performance, I think. He was just all over the shop. It was a mess, wasn't it? Hey, if, if that's how, if that's where, what an exception he takes to, to someone having a belly of the week on their show, imagine the, uh, imagine what he's going to be like if he ever hears me there referring to him dominating the Buffy at Toby Carver. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see. I've got down for me the next time I see him in the dovey, have I? He's certainly in contention for uh, for Keegan of the week, isn't he? So maybe he can, for the first time in his career, have uh, two titles at the same time, really. The Keegan of the week and the Bellew of the week. Sounds like, doesn't it? <laughs> and you've got a few uh, for the Keegan of the week again. Yeah, no, no yeah, of course, of course. Stateside, lad, I thought the matchroom card was absolutely terrible again. I paid 20 quid for it. I paid 15 quid for Chelsea Burnley because I was working that what? earlier in the day. What's up with you? It's just horrible, isn't it? It's never been more... No, expensive. but go on, go on. I know, I know. Be, um, sorry, you're the king of the Virgin Brigade or something. It's, have, you not, have you not heard of chip boxes? I need to get involved in one of these fire sticks, don't I? It's getting fucking ludicrous, this. Steve, I pay for the box itself, so forget about that, because I've had about three years, about 120 quid, then 30 quid a year. Get all box office, every box set, movies, every sports channel, all HD. Promise you, lad. And that then sounds good. Like Tony, fucking paints for the weekend. But someone's got to buy it, haven't they? Someone's got to buy it. Fucking throw away log sticks. Oh, it was terrible. I thought it was a terrible card. I thought the Lee Selby fight flattered to deceive early on. He just... Uh, Selby just doesn't want to get it. Selby just boxes. Fuck, that. lad. Just going back to you fucking paying for box office subscriptions and what have you. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't there. your car in Coldies Park with the Queen in the back. <laughs> I know, it's Tory behaviour, isn't it? But someone's got to buy it, haven't they? None of this gets made. No you, no TV shows get made. If, if somebody's got to buy it, somebody's got to have a subscription, haven't they? You, you know must I mean? have more money than sense, Stephen. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're always saying this. I think you're a fucking penny behind the Queen, to be honest with you. I know she's following you around, like, at the moment. <laughs> What's that about, lad? That's Matrix shit right there, lad, honestly. I don't know so, what's going on. There on the Instagram page, for the benefit of the listeners, I was in Coldies Park last weekend, and then I've, I've, I've walked past the car, and they've got, like, a sticker at the Queen in the back waving, which was obviously concerning in itself to see in Liverpool. Uh, I, know, I know you put it up there on the Instagram page, Steve. I did, and yeah. I was trick-treating. Keep, keep it to yourself, trick-or-treating. I know it was, uh, it's now illegal under the current circumstances. But you're, really anyway. fess, you're really fessing up here today, aren't you? Illegal boxers, illegal trick-or-treating. You're a super spreader, basically. 
Basically, yes. We were trick or treating and I've walked past the car with the same stick in it and I'm convinced it's a different car as well. But if it is the same car, that's even weird. Weird, weird. The Queen's following you about that. It's very, very strange, you know, yeah. The end of the world. These are the last days. This might be, this might be the last day. And lucky you, on your last day, you're going to hear the Busta Rhymes album. You lucky bitch. Lucky bitch. Well, it's the God. Yes. No yes. illusions. Yes. Blessings while I greet y'all in the absence of confusion. Besides the spark of mind. It's the last pokey. I'm going to get a link or whatever for that. I know we've got Derek Chisora rematch coming up, which I'll be back and perfect. So what was so bad about it? Like, just the quality of fights? Just terrible. Or just terrible. The, uh, the Savannah Marshall. Mismatches. Oh, oh the Savannah Marshall fight was a complete mismatch. The Lee Selby fight was, was, you know, quite even on paper and quite even in the ring, really. But uh, that's not really Eddie's fault. He just didn't put on the line, Selby. It's an eliminator for a world title fight, and he just dances round, he fights negatively, punches not to get punched rather than to cause damage or to... To deservedly beaten then, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was, he was sort of grumbling about that as well. He said, yeah, oh, Eddie, I had just maybe, maybe the Greek lad just shaved. Wow, mate. wow. They can't handle it, can they, if they boy? He gets beat like... Big shout out to Froch and to uh, Macklin as well, who they just weren't telling the company line. Even my mate, little Adam Smith as well, I think he's had a re-look at it. <laughs> Popey, what sport, what other sport on Sky do you get with... Uh, there's bias you don't get bias from Davy Jones is it who presents the footy the Super Sunday or people just call it how they see it the sport happens and then mm-hmm. it's talked about by its pundits fairly and... well, that's the very definition of a pundit really isn't it 22 years ago it deeply impacted how watching the flick really moved me as the world was ending Morgan Freeman was present in the movie so let's fast forward to 2009 so, so why do we have to why is it salesman so it subjectively why is it salesman why are they always on the sell why are we always getting the sale and the sizzle rather than just calling what they see do you know what I mean why is it always in matchroom boxers favour even Yusuf you know Yusuf won easily but Adam Smith was wax and lyrical it, to me, it looked like a glorified spa. It looked like he was—he's not four for the year. It looked like he was dusting off his his rust, really. I tried to warn him with the seventh seal. The world was wounded; it may never heal. Even Mother Nature's getting nil. It's getting real when millions get killed. Yeah, yeah, and he was uh, blowing his beans, was he? Uh, I'll Adam Smith. He's always blowing his beans, isn't he? When when two men are greased up in a ring with trunks on. Yeah, that's very much. That's very much his bag, isn't it? I think but, uh, so. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's it's it it, it, it makes the sport less appealing, really, doesn't it? And I, I just think maybe they need more characters on the uh, on the panel. Mm. Get Chris and Nigel Ben on there. Yeah. Just to, just to snazz it up a bit, you won't get much in terms of insight. I think Nigel Ben can speak anymore, can he? I don't want uh, to hear what you've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> It'll certainly be more entertaining, like. But you know what? The last couple of weeks we were talking about this in in uh, WhatsApp main WhatsApp group and. We were just saying, where's Nazim Ahmed gone, lad? He had one appearance. He was absolutely sensational. And he's he's gone missing. Do you remember him? You'd say it's cool. You're listen, it isn't about him thinking that he knows it all. I don't even believe that. I just think that this guy is not on the level he thinks he is. I think he's in dream world. You know what? I know this sounds terrible. I think he should finish. No, that's, that's too hard. I, sh- I, sh- I think that's he should finish. Listen, you can't... I personally don't think, right, he's a hard puncher anyway. In this game, you need to get a get a jail card. You need to be able to put them away. Brought them up. Yeah, I think yeah. he's in the Toby Carvery with Bellion by the looks of it. I've seen the size of him. 
<laughs> Halal only. I don't think he'll be in that Toby Carberry, Nazim. <laughs> Fucking. I don't think really does he about any of that. Like, yeah, judging by him, he certainly, uh, yeah, the demise of, of Hamed, obviously, he went to jug, didn't he, for how long? Killing, killing that fella. Who? Nazim. Nazim Hamed didn't go to jug. Yeah, he he? Someone killed him and went to prison for about five, six years. Naz, Nazim Ahmed. Come on, Steve. You're, me- you're messing. Hang on. Let you're me. Fan. Prince Nazim Ahmed monitored someone, killed him. Did he go to jail? Uh, uh, do you know did, what? I've I think his sentence was six or seven years, but he probably saved two or three. Do you know what? And that was about 15 years ago. I didn't even know that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Stevie, boy. Oh, he done 16 weeks. Fucking hell. Do your own work, lad. 16 weeks he done, Pope. It's hardly like Bronson, is it? Well, he's gone in as a welter. He's gone into jug as a welterweight, and he's come out looking like Buzzerbean. But, <laughs> but give me, give me Nazim's punditry any day. Do you remember it, lad? Did you watch that after the Groves and uh, Groves and Chris Eubank fight? And he was basically well, he, he was great, man. He was brilliant. Telling them to retire. Character, Annie. Brock him up, bruv. Brock him up. <laughs> Never heard anything like it. Oral, yeah. Amazing. On a more positive note, lad, that again left a fucking disgusting bit of taste again, Matt. I'm done. I'm not ordering another pay per view. I'm not ordering just. Bullshit, you definitely will do. Yes, Steve, you're right, actually. He got a 15, got a year, year and a, yeah, 15 month sentence he got. Yeah. Not, Not three, four years, whatever. And he done 15 weeks of it. Like, do you know what? That completely passed me by that. Didn't know that Naz went to jug. Fucking hell. He must have been a yeah. hero in there. Must have been. Must have been loved, like. Oh, imagine, yeah, must have been the boy, yeah. So, so why, why are you done with match stream then? Just, just for the bias. It's just garbage, lad. It's just garbage, and and then you flip over to stateside. We get the Showtime card on Channel Five. Big fucking props to Channel Five for picking that up last minute. Brilliant, free to air, no charge. Great undercard fight, Mario Barrios, and then a uh, complete fight of the year. Leo Santa Cruz, Javonta Davis, two fighters at the peak, two belts on the line, world class. And you get an unbelievable fight, like it's that, that's how it should be done. Bitch, I get busy, like a silverback grizzly, roll up some more sticky. Every hood to every block, brought them all with me. So much smoke, they nickname in the flow chimney. Bag full of Franks, every federal known crispy. The great bush rhymes, you win a few times. Just smoke your name up, you can live a long time. Hey, you fancied Santa Cruz, didn't you? Yeah, we'll get on to that. Keen of the week. It's... Another big L in the uh, lost column, yeah. I think he would have been my solo tip of the week last week. Leo Santa Cruz, really? va- okay. value pick. So I've, 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 yeah, I've saved you some embarrassment there, at least. <laughs> my last week. In fairness, he was. He was competitive, Leo Santa Cruz. It was a fucking great... Did you catch your Popey? You caught it yourself? No, it was a late one or early one. Yeah, no, no. I've seen the results. I, I, I didn't catch it, to be honest with you. And I'm not, I don't know this is after time and you can't say nothing with being the king of after time. But I did fancy... Javante Davis, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, um, what was it, six-round knockout? Six-round knockout. Incredible fight. Prepared them, put it all on the line, went for it. That's what I wanted to see a bit of from Lee Selby, like. You know, his last chance, probably, maybe, to, to get a world title shot. And these pay. They just went for it. They just went for it from the off. Begins to fade. That's where Santa Cruz wants to bring Davis. It's into the deeper water.
introductions were any indication, all the fans might be cheering on both fighters. Great start here. Round number one. So why can't Matchroom put, put on those types of fights? What is it? Do you think there's a reluctance for their top fighters, the stable stars, to get beat? Do you think that's what it is? Or I don't get it. Not, is he not paying enough? I don't, I don't. not draw what, what is it I think Eddie probably is not going into his pocket while there's no gate whereas Dana White UFC they see the value and in all fairness you've got to remember stateside Leo Santa Cruz and Davis it was $75 you know which is <laughs> see, yeah would have been FOC on my box mate <laughs> I understand it but are we just getting to a point where if you're going to sell us shit, we're not going to buy it. I carried on buying it. I refused to buy the Dillian White Pavekin fight last time. I went up to Bundy's and watched it on his box, as you know from this podcast. But I yeah. think I'm out, lad. I think I'm out. So until he can deliver maybe Fiori Joshua, which will probably be 50, 60 fucking quid. Wouldn't surprise me if he has a last a last roll of the dice there because it's coming to an end, is, is it, is Sky Sports contract, you know? Well, if they are charging you 50, 60 quid, you can come down and uh, watch me and our baby Gronk. I might baby do. G- yeah, I might do. Yeah. Watch it with you and baby. Save, save yourself a few quid there. Should we get right on to the Keegan of the week then, lads? Seeing as we're talking about bad shouts, and it sounds like you're, you're raring to go at, uh, at my picks on the Instagram. Yeah, obviously, um, the last time you recorded, so it was the last week, it was the week before, wax and lyrical about Mookie Betts. Oh, Mookie Betts. Nah, come on, Popey, we got fucking robbed with Mookie Betts. Mike Wilborn, no. uh, or ESPN Daily, couldn't believe that he didn't get the MVP vote. I told you the Dodgers were a lock for the series. Did they win the series? Should have, would have, could have. Did Mookie Betts, did he, did, did he win the MVP, yes or no? He didn't, ridiculously. Because I know, you know, but the listeners might not. No, he didn't. Did he, did he put up as your tip of the week? Did he win MVP? No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. There you go. Okay. I think you put up Bobby Firmino to score against Ajax, didn't you? Wow. <laughs> but Mookie Betts, you're crying there about, oh, yeah, he should have, would have, could have, whatever. But I've heard his field and was a little bit suspect at times. No. He's no John Rhodes, is he? He's no who? <laughs> John C. Rhodes, the famous South African fielder. <laughs> Listen, sticky Popey, Mookie Betts, it two home runs and stole four bases. He's only the third player to do it in history. He basically, um, bat-wise, he basically, and, and base-running-wise, basically won the first and last games of the series. Uh, it's just incredible. It, the guy who won it, Corey Seager, yeah, he had a better batting average. He hit two home runs himself. Mookie yeah, Betts was fucking robbed. And in the current climate, lad, if you've got a white fella and a black fella... Both deserving to win an award. Give it to the black fella at the moment. <laughs> I mean, give it to the black guy. Come on. You know, he was robbed. You use him for very strong language. You need to learn how to start taking losers, Steve. You've had enough experience. So just be a little bit more amicable. 
I didn't want to talk about Mookie Betts. I, you brought it up. I've got to defend myself. It was it was outrageous. But same again Saturday. I put a few in. Honestly, lad, I swear the page is jinxed. I don't know if it's karma because you you put it out there. I don't know what it is. I put out Lay City and Chelsea. I tip Santa Cruz on Twitter. Popey, you know I'm not a bet liar. I, I class them worse than sex liars, a bet liar. I had a winning week. I had a really good week. Sunday, I had a lot of winning bets. It's just it's just ridiculous. There's something going on with, with this page. It's cursed. We're not, you're not going to do as you done last time, and with tip of the week turning into after time of the week, are you again? No, I'm not even. No, I'm not even going to discuss yeah. them. I'm not even going to discuss them. I, I, I'm going to give you one tip a week. I'm not putting anything on the Instagram anymore. Fuck that, because it's not <laughs> really lad. Yeah, it's not working out for us. We'll do the we'll do the tip of the week here, and I'll make it a shit house long term one that we can come back to if it wins, and we can completely forget about it if it loses. <laughs> Okay, you're going for anti-pogs moving forward, then absolutely cheers. That was sacked experience. Uh, I'd like to put Amy Schumer forward as well. She she called Borat 2 the funniest film she's ever seen on Twitter. I thought that was outrageous. It's fucking trash. Did you get a chance to watch Borat 2 no, yourself? No, I've heard nothing but good things, though. It's great, isn't it? <sighs> Awful, lad. Awful. I, I am hang like Pepsi can. <laughs> What's not to like? He doesn't even get his classic line in, really. Uh, I don't know. It's a dynamic with his daughter and... There's a spin to it and it, it kind of flips it so it kind of makes out that like, you know, conservative white Americans are, are worse than backward Kazakhstans, uh, Kazakhstanians, I don't know, what, what, Kazakhs, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, but... I think you don't think what, you're looking too much into it, just take it for what it is, a comedy? But it's not It's not funny, lad. It's the lines, it's just old, it's dated, I feel like it's... You know me, lad, I'm not... Anyway, I wouldn't, wouldn't worry too much what she has to say anyway. No one else does. Well, exactly. The funniest film she's ever seen. She must have been watching her fucking films all through lockdown in comparison. Like. <laughs> so Schumer goes in. Tony Bellew, for me, is, is head and shoulders, though, for his, for his Chisora analysis. To, to have Chisora winning that fight was outrageous. Any your end, lad, apart from... Or is it just all, all mine? All my shouts? It's yours, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, trying to think. So what's that, really? Al Bernstein's. Al Bernstein's was pretty impressive. He was, I don't know... Did you see the the clip of Davis that I put up? Davis Santa Cruz, the knockout clip that I put up on Instagram. If you hear the commentary, Al Bernstein's just saying that uh, if uh, Javonta Davis thinks Leo Santa Cruz is going to fold under this pressure, he's got another thing coming. And as he's about to say, coming, he throws that up a cut. Wow. And that's the most. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got one actually, yeah, but maybe from a couple of weeks ago. And Danny Ings was being linked with a move away and the Southampton manager referred to him as one of the best players in Europe, which as well as he's doing, he scored a cracker yesterday and I know he picked up a bad knee injury. Hopefully it's not too serious. I'd say that was certainly a Keegan of the week. Did he not get... even in national, is he? Well, in fairness, in fairness, I, I've watched a lot of Southampton. This season was on. There we go. One of the best players in Europe, he said. Steve. We'll put it this way. I mean, Klopp didn't sign him, did he? He was a Brendan Rodgers sign, him, and you see how much Klopp persevered with him. Klopp wanted him to come good, and he wanted him to get back on the on the right track. I think that says a lot. The Klopp thought so highly of him, and 
I one of the best players in Europe's thing. Yeah. I mean, what are you comparing to at the moment? Yeah, I'd say he's in better form than Lionel Messi. <laughs> Which it earlier. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> are you going to put that as a Keegan of the week? You can put that in there, yeah. <laughs> put that as a Keegan of the week. Yeah, that should be the uh, the imaging. You should do imaging for this particular segment and just put that on there. You saying that. He's in better form than Lionel Messi, yeah, but you can't polish it here, though, can you stay? Jesus Christ, fucking hell. He's got a few goals, as I say. Hopefully his knee injury is not too serious, but I'll never mention him in the same breath as Lionel Messi ever again. Get rid of the... Uh... The lovely imaging we've got, the lovely soundtrack from Killer Crab Men on Keegan of the Week. Big thanks to them as well for the. For yeah, the no, side. big thanks to the boys there. No, you can just add that in, can't you? You really? just want to add that in. You just want to add my uh, Danny Ings. You want it in somewhere, yeah. Danny Ings messy take. <laughs> we've got into it here, Pope. We have. We've got into debate, and uh, I don't know if you've been catching any of the back and forth between our old mates. Trump Biden at the moment of uh, truth tomorrow. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. And God has come. The battle is on. And the plagues are coming down. And no, I'm not afraid. But you need to be. And especially when you see what's coming up. Because as a man soweth, the same shall he also reap. And when you have done the evil that you... What are you saying? Like, it, obviously, it's a big one. Apparently, all the, all the polls are saying, like, there's going to be a record saying, obviously across the whole country because obviously it's, a, it's important but you know, I can't take it too serious and obviously it's going to have a knock-on effect and it's important to, not just for the states but the, the whole of the world as well who, who, who sort of gets elected but I just can't take it serious obviously Donald Trump he's just just a, just an amazing comedic character and he really despite him being leader of the free world I could just never take that guy seriously not necessarily in a bad way I know he's got a lot of people who uh, dislike him but Trump is saying we got to make America great power win again because she's not great today. People are not afraid. The world has taken enough of America's evil. So death is sweeter. Well, I just can't help find the guy be hilarious, to be honest with you. And then Biden, is, there's no, no doubt about it. He's a, he's a geriatric and he lives for stands. He's fucked. I don't think he'd see out the four years that Biden got in the hot seat. So I, 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 I haven't really paid too much attention to it, only little bits here and there, but I'm sure you'll uh, you'll have more of a take on it than me. Well, it's just, it's the same old, isn't it? You know, the, the back and forth. I think they've really politicised the, the COVID uh, pandemic, haven't they? Uh, on the Democrat side as well, I think they have been a little bit... OTT really are on that front. Um, you know, they are treating it like the Black Death. And I do understand why some business owners would be alarmed there. I, I understand why some white business owners would probably hold the nose. And say, well, look, if the Democrats are looking at fucking shutting everywhere down, then I might have to, I might have to vote Trump. You know what I mean? But surely, lad, surely tomorrow, whether people are mailing the voting or whether they're getting into a, a voting booth tomorrow. Surely reasonable people have got to go. 
enough of this joker leaving our country, our, our great country. <laughs> I, I, I think Trump in a landslide, lad, honestly. Don't oh, ask me why. Honestly, Johnny does, you know. Johnny thinks Johnny thinks Trump wins, wins. Convincing. I think a landslide, though, you know, lad, honestly. I don't even think it's How many more marches? Zero results are so grotesque. Don't even get me started to calm on my mama. She knows best. Fight for the daily departed God is the armor we so blessed. Let's zoom in on the target. From a certificate of merit down to a felony. For one's actions and deeds, justice is a reward and penalty. Pants too tight, nigga. It's been part of the plan. If it was, it was a better leader of the Democratic Party going against them, someone with a bit younger, a bit more substance, then I don't think Trump would... I think more so the weakness of Biden. More so than anything else. I just... I think, I think Trump, believe it or not, might be considered the lesser of two evils, really. What you said there, probably about a high turnout, that usually, usually benefits the Democrats. That means, like, ethnicity... Well, it's a democratic country, yeah, of course, yeah. It usually means ethnicities, you know, uh, Latinos and whatnot, and, uh, and black voters are getting up and getting active and voting. So that's usually a good, a good thing. I think two weeks ago, there was already more votes, uh, male votes in than... There was complete votes at the last election, so I think that's probably gonna that's probably yeah. gonna help Joe Biden. Do you worry about the skullduggery? Do you worry about you know ballots going missing? And you know it's you've got to think like there's 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 votes there, millions and millions of votes that have just been left lying around waiting to be counted. That leaves things open to a a bit of wrongdoing and a bit of a, a bit of foul play. Surely you'd think, wouldn't you? Well, if you've ever watched House of Cards, yeah, you'll you'll uh, you'll know that these things. All right, it's a drama, but obviously it's based on on real life events. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it gives you a good insight really as to how things do work, and and obviously the corruption. Um, yeah, in, in in such campaigns, so so it would not be on the realms of possibility, really, is it? But I'd say the personal highlight for me, anyway, the the uh, presidential campaign was uh, Donald Trump dancing to YMCA. You see it? Yeah, I did, yeah. You know what you reminded me of? Our mate Bundy. So obviously Bundy's got a lot of shout-outs on this uh, podcast over the, over the course. Over I'm the rightly so. He's still not listening, like he... I've been mates with him for not far off 20 years. You've been mates with him for like 30 years. Yeah. In the whole time I've been mates with him, I've seen him dance once, and that was at uh, another one of our listeners, Adam Forshaw, uh, his wedding. I was I was amazed to see Bundy up on the dance floor, and he's got the exact same moves as uh, Donald Trump. Just a clenched fist, sort of side to side. Not too much effort, but pretty cool nonetheless. Like a little clap, pointing here and there. Wow! Fists. So um, yeah, it's um, I couldn't help but think of Bundy, and I think that's why it's probably my personal highlight of the campaign. So so Donald Trump is Bundy's dance floor spirit animal, is he? Yeah, that's that's quite incredible. <laughs> yeah, evidently so, yeah. I haven't seen it myself, really, Bundy. Usually Bundy, there's been a couple of fights broke out, hasn't there, when we've been out over the years? And, uh, yeah. and usually it's a running joke, isn't it? That for whatever reason, big fella he is, Bundy, can handle himself. For whatever reason, when there's a gang fight that's broke out on a dance floor or at a bar, he's, he's always in the toilet, always in the bar. <laughs> You won't like that going out, lads. <laughs> he says, listen, best place, safest place, he says. <laughs> I think it's just bad luck. I don't know if he's a uh, pat. I'm <laughs> sure it is. He used to get stuck in back in the day, didn't he? And then he had the uh, an unfortunate incident in town where he, uh, he had his jaw broken. I think since then he's not interested in understanding the we Are we expecting riots and fights, though? I, I mean, I know the election's tomorrow, 
But surely this is potentially just the start of the madness tomorrow. I don't think we're going to get a result right away, Popey. I think listening to certain people, I think you've got to have a result by... The seventh of December, I think it is. I think by then the laws after uh, the the courts have to step in and settle it. But let's say it goes Biden's way, uh, which I'm obviously open for. Back them a while ago, I had a good chunk on uh, on Joey a while back. Let's say it goes what Biden. I got eleven to eight, lad. I got eleven to eight. I think the last I looked, he was four to nine in some places. So and. And by all accounts, I was listening to a, pod- a Washington podcast, sports one, but they have an, uh, a political guy on it who picks his handicap bets, which is fantastic. Uh, he was uh, he, Chuck Todd. He was basically saying that all the forecasts, all the papers, all the polling, all the websites, all the political websites, they're all being overly cautious because of last time. So what they're predicting Biden's ahead, they think he's actually he's actually favour ahead because. The factoring in the uh, the Hillary madness last time, you know. So, yeah. um, but but what I'm saying there, what happens, Popey? What happens if he refuses to move as the incumbent president? What do you mean? Like, 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 well, what if he just uh, just contests it and just says, "No, I think the." Well, you think probably Trump refu- yeah, refusing to yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you, you say this is the start of the madness. The world cannot get any madder, mate. We're here in 2020. In the UK, from a UK standpoint, about to go into a second lockdown. You've got no trade deals pending over over Brexit. You've got this almost comical political campaign between two 90 year olds. It seems as though they are. Uh, it, it, it can't. It surely it can't get more surreal. Oh, I think it can, Pope. I think it can. I, I refuse to believe it. No, it's, come on. As it's, 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 we'll look back on 2020 forever in history. People like obviously look back and study in history in 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 years time, and they look back on 2020 and just be like, wow. But do you not think? Do you not think 2021 could be ten times worse? I don't want to be doom and gloom. I'm quite an optimist, you know. But do you not think? As more business close, as these battle, as, as civil, I don't know, there could be a civil war in America, as, as the, you know, each side of the Black Lives Matter and the political race spectrum. War. Could be a race war, lad. It could yeah. really fucking kick off over there next year, like. Resume like this, this shit be hard to find. I do have a tendency to do what's great and leave a legacy that's hard to duplicate. See, lyrically, I'm undefeatable. Respect the logo. Stupid if you think that you can test me, that's a no no. Effective with the hits, especially when I went solo and aggressive with the spin. Oh, yeah, ever the optimist, stay Steven. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to call it as it is, and uh, I know what you're saying. He is he is a comedy figure, Trump. He really is. Uh, you know, we've. We've chuckled at him for years, but there is consequences. People would vote for him for the comedy elements. Because I remember back in the day, you were uh, going to vote Charles Kennedy for the Lib Dems because he liked the bevy, didn't you? I did, yeah. No, I actually I voted for Charlie Kennedy. Yeah, I did think he was a good politician as well. You didn't. I remember sat in your mum's kitchen, and it was the first time we could legally vote. I think it must have been nineteen or something. And um, yeah, we were putting it out there. Your dad was speaking to you. Who are you going to vote for, boys? Me being me, I'm not going to bother you. I'm staying. 
Yeah, yeah. I might go with uh, Charles Kennedy, you know, but he likes a bevy, don't he? So, yeah, I think he's the man for me. So, did you go through with that, folks? I did, yeah. End? Yeah, I voted Lib Dems that year, voted for Charles Kennedy, yeah. yeah. Me, you may as well throw, yeah, throw that in the fucking May- Maisie along with your uh, Atlanta Falcons bet <laughs> and the, uh, the numerous tips of the week that I followed. A terrible anti the tips of the week. I don't know what's going on with them, Bobby. Any so so was that your highlight of was was Trumpy dancing, was it, lad? I think. Oh brilliant. Have you have you seen it? Yeah, of course I've seen it, yeah. Seen right. it. I just love how understated it is. Yeah, on the stage. He won't go. I'm leaving the game, he begging that nigga don't go. See how we hit the niggas this time. Cool, you know, almost cool. I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little, little jigs, little side movements. It's, yeah. Because it's easy to get that wrong, as you've seen from like Theresa May's case in point. Oh, of course. But was Ellis, and then that, that just ruined it. Basically, that was the start of the demise of Theresa May. Absolute yeah. comedy figure on the back of some of her, uh, yeah, so her, her public displays of fucking Billy Elliot. That but, uh, you look know, little Trump, quite understated. Could have got it wrong, but brilliant. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. I think I'd have to go for one we discussed on here. There's a couple, but I loved them back in that uh, the helicopter captain who'd fucked up the pilots. I think he was like a military guy and he was defending him to the hilt. You know, he's a good guy. And then <laughs> the next day he was gone. He'd found out someone had <laughs> informed him that he'd actually carried over from Obama's administration. That was it. He was gone. He was relieved of his duties the next day at the next press conference. <laughs> Literally less than 24 hours later. And I think him trying to buy Greenland was quite incredible. And nobody knew anything about it. None of his party knew anything about it. None of Homeland Security knew anything about it. He just announced out the blue that uh, he was looking at maybe buying the country Greenland. Well, Greenland, I don't know. It got released somehow. It's just something we talked about. Denmark essentially owns it. We're very good allies with Denmark. We protect Denmark like we protect large portions of the world. So the concept came up, and I said, certainly I'd be strategically, it's interesting, and we'd be interested, but we'll talk to them a little bit. It's not number one on the burner, I can tell you that. Essentially, it's a large real estate deal. A lot of things could be done. It's hurting Denmark very badly because they're losing almost $700 million a year carrying. So they carry it at a great loss. And strategically for the United States, it would be nice. And we're a big ally of Denmark, and we help Denmark, and we protect Denmark, and we will. Uh, in fact, I'm supposed to stop. I'm thinking about going there. I'm not necessarily definitely going there, but I may be going. We're going to Poland, and then we may be going to Denmark. Not for this reason at all, but uh, we're looking at it. It's not number one on the burner. Which bike country is it's mad, isn't it? Exactly. I Probably think just we, wants to put a few golf courses on there. Yeah, I think we could look at that. I like the options. I think, yeah, I think Greenland, Greenland. Could be. <laughs> I think we could look. <laughs> Do you not one la- one last point on the on the election? You don't see an outsider making some headway. Kanye West's on the ballot. Do you not think he's going to make a, a late <laughs> late search? 
Is he still knocking on boxes? I haven't heard of Kanye West for a long time since his, uh, his very public, whether it was a mental or nervous breakdown of whatever it was. But yeah, I haven't heard of him since he's gone a little bit, bit quiet the last few months on the back of that. Did you not catch his, his action last week? Did you not see his birthday presents for his Mrs. Kim? No? No, no, go on, enlighten me. He got, he got it a hologram of a dead dad, Robert Kardashian. <laughs> He obviously had voice activation and whatnot, and, and he went on a whole diatribe about how much of a genius Kanye West is. He, he'd never actually met him. Oh, my God. Wow. So it's one thing getting a hologram of a, of a, of a dad. Yeah. Um, suppose you, you, you can not really understand. It's but weird, though, isn't it, Pope? That's weird anyway. weird, but, but maybe a nice elaborate gesture nonetheless, but a nice gesture, like... Yeah, but... So he, he could have had um, Robert Kardashian activated to say anything, basically. And he, what he's done, he's programmed them to say, what, Kanye West a genius? Yeah, I mean, obviously he said some nice things. He probably regurgitated some old family stuff and whatnot. But he, but he did spend quite a fair bit of time talking about um, how, how happy he is that his daughter has married the genius of Kanye West. Happy birthday, Kimberly. Look at you. You're 40 and all grown up. You look beautiful, just like when you were a little girl. I watch over you and your sisters and brother and the kids every day. You married the most, 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 most genius man in the whole world, Kanye West. Don't forget to say your prayers. Never met him. He was dead before they ever met. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) He's quite the egotist, isn't he? Megalomaniac Kanye West, didn't he? Maybe, maybe you can get Kanye to do a hologram of Robert Kardashian when Baby Juice grows up and runs into some real trouble with uh, domestic violence. Yeah, he, he, yeah, get him side by side with Jimmy Lee yeah, in the courtroom to uh, to represent him. Yeah, a power team, a power defense team. Wow, amazing. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, that that would be the NFL of lawyers, really. Oh. Jimmy. Robert Kardashian side by side. You get get away with anything with them too, wouldn't you, in the courtroom? They'd have him pulling his little mitts on, wouldn't he? Saying they don't fit and <laughs> his mitts. Be perfect. Be perfect. Just before we do move on, what was her reaction to that like? Have you seen any footage? She's or... you know what, she defends him, doesn't she? I think she we all know he's mentally not not right, is he? He's a mix between very talented and... Uh, I was going to say, yeah, he's a bit of a tortured genius, though, lad. Look, look at what he's gone, to, gone on to achieve. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think he is his a big... His music is really, 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 really good, lad. Cutting Edge and yeah. his, his albums have been fantastic. Obviously, others less so, but I think as an artist, he's brilliant and obviously he's successful uh, designer now, isn't he? With his, well, I was going to say, fashion-wise, you know, you look, you look at the big, you look at the likes of Hypebeast and, you know, the big... The big fashion outlets and the, the you know the, the Instagram accounts—they're all over him. Anything he puts out, anything he does, they put him up. It blows up millions of likes. Maybe we should start putting some Kanye West pictures at basketball games on our uh, on our Instagram. Maybe that's the key to uh, to growth. Kanye. Maybe we could have him as the next guest on the show, or better still, uh, Robert Kardashian's hologram. Her response was quite, you know, oh yeah, I'm touched by uh, by Kanye's gesture and whatnot. I think she just, I think she knows. We spoke about this on the pod before as well. I think she knows the impact of seeing what what seeing a Kardashian does as well. They, they've they've broke some men's minds. Them them girls, haven't they? What did we say? Yes. 
Potent, potent pussy just sends men yeah, yeah. crazy. Pussy's like heroin, yeah. Pussy's like heroin, yeah. Paul, Paul Lamar Odom, the old Lakers player, just off his tits on a... Yeah. Who was on crack? <laughs> crack and Viagra, wasn't he? Found in a brothel, I think. Yeah, day. yeah, just full of it. Yeah, yeah. So. Old Lamar Odom. So, yeah, she stands... And he was with the ugly one as well. You are. And he was with the ugly one as well, although she's not too bad nowadays. Had a bit of work done, has she? Mm, yeah, so anyway, let's move swiftly on. We don't well, want too much Kardashian suck. Yeah, speaking of looks and lookalikes, we've had an overwhelming uh, submission of unlikely lookalikes the last the last week or so, Popey. <laughs> I know it's not your favourite segment of the show, but there's been some crackers here, lad. Do you want me to do you want me to run through them and you can jump on your laptop if you if you don't know who I'm uh, who I'm referring to? <laughs> Can't do yeah. Just going back to the, the, the last time we done unlikely lookalikes. Yeah, I think everyone confused as I was really with the Danny Welbeck one. But uh, our mate Moss, who listens to the show, was was uh, was particularly pleased with it. It was uh, it took, took much delight in me being compared to Danny Welbeck. I think there's a, I think there's a look there. I'll, I'll take it on the chin. Hopefully you've uh, you've got a few better ones this week. I'd be more devastated to be looking like um, Father Insensola, to be honest with you. I think that was more the alarming one, surely. Yeah, as I say, yeah, I can understand that if they're comparing personalities, like, but yeah, but in terms of aesthetics, can be, uh, yeah. A little bit more pleasing on the eye, than it? What about diets? Popey love a little uh, leftover ziti, does he? Or... You know me, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm Italian food. I love food in general, really, yeah. Like Twiggy. Like, Tony, uh, Tony Bellier there. Blitz and Carvery. He's like, but... Yeah, I tell I you what. Me. I tell you what. He's, 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 you, you're moving similar similar circles, don't you? You could definitely bump into Bellier, couldn't you, at the uh, Toby Carvery? Yeah, both both from the... Uh, yeah, not... not, not he's, he's, is he from Smithtown, is he? Allerton Smith down, and he, I think, yeah. Yeah, so memory. yeah, from similar areas, goes to the same water and holes, yeah. Although they'll be sure for the foreseeable, so yeah, I could bump into him. So probably a lucky uh, break that lad. I'd, I'd reckon there's probably a lucky break that the boozers are shut. I'd imagine in the uh, in light of this, in light of this. <laughs> say, I'll go over to him. I'll, I'll introduce myself, introduce the podcast next time I see him. And uh, just tell them to miss episode 25. <laughs> <laughs> I think a few of his mates who we went to college with, I'm sure they listen to the pod. I, I know they give us a couple of retweets here and there. Um, don't flatter yourself, they probably don't. We don't have many listeners. Possibly not, yeah. It's probably just, just humour us with a, with a little retweet. But yeah, no, yeah. do you know what? A lot of our listeners were out in force for the unlikely lookalikes. And uh, Paddy Muan, Paddy Wach, who sent, who sent us a lovely review um, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Lad, yeah. He's give us some crackers here, lad. Jose Mourinho and Uncle Pap Blondetto from the Sopranos. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Super. Got the farm in upstate New York, is on, it? On the farm, lad, yeah. If you can get a, if you can get a picture of Jose dishevelled and, and Uncle Paplundetto. Oh, Jose... no, it's great. I'm on a treat today, you know, Paplundetto, lad. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Fucking fantastic. Great. Another one from Paddy. He went with uh, Bill Rawls from The Wire and uh, former Spurs and Ajax manager Martin Yall. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone Jürgen Klopp and Stephen Merchants, which is a Kloppy that I don't think we've done. I think that's a cracker, you know. Yeah, that's fair enough, isn't it? Matty Staples chipped in with, with, a, with a really unlikely one, which is what I like. Interracial one as well, extra points as always. Kieran Dyer. I love these interracial ones, don't you? Ah, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that they don't make much sense to me, lad. It's like saying, uh, like, I look like Michael Jordan, do you know what I mean? Well, it's and not. Oh, interracial bonus points. Well, I look a bit like Badu Jack. I've got similar ideas. <laughs> There's just something about it. Yeah, anyway, I've shot, I've shot Massey down there in an airplane's glory. Go on. You haven't even listened to a suggestion here. Kieran Dyer and Richard Keyes. <laughs> power. <laughs> it's an absolute power play from uh, from Massey. Yeah. Kieran Dyer and Richie Keys. I think it's fucking great. Uh, I don't know, you know what? You're not having it? No, not for me. Can you see it, can you? I can see something. The eyebrows. The... Get the shit up your eye there, Stephen. There's something going on. There's something going on. Jordan Doyle, one of our most loyal followers, Aylo's Futsal. Very much so, isn't he? Yeah. Appreciate the uh, the ongoing listens and support, Jordan. Didier Deschamps and Bender from Futurama, the cartoon. Something there, something in there, the mouth. And the... <laughs> oh my God. Is he the robot? The robot, yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's the robot, yeah. The, the robot pisshead. <laughs> the robot cam. I haven't watched Futurama for a while, you know, lad. I was watching a bit of King of the Hill last week. That's vastly... Bender, yeah, it's all right, it's Futurama. He looks like you. Didier Deschamps. What's this segment turning into, Steve? <laughs> What's going on? It stays. Look at the interaction. Look at the look at the submissions. <laughs> it is the most interaction we've had with the listeners and all fairness. Like, but it's mad. Danny McNeil, Killer Crab Men. Big shout out to the boys again. At Killer Crab Men on, on Instagram if you want to hear some great great beats and good rap tunes. Danny McNeil's got an unlikely sound alike. Now, a lot of people do this. This might sound weird, but you can turn the speed up on your podcasts. So you can go to 1.2 speed, say, and you can... Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. 1.5, or just normal speed, which is one, yeah. I'd done it with Bumsy once while I was jogging accidentally in my pockets when I was listening to his old podcast. And fucking hell, I nearly had an aneurysm on the dock road. But you don't need you don't need Boise and uh, Buncey any more high pitch, do you? Fucking hell! But he turned us up. He was whizzing through some podcasts the other week well, before he would take the kids to school in uh, in New York. He's over in Long Island, Danny, and he turned us up to one point two speed. And he said, "Fucking hell!" He, he was just like, "It doesn't work with the Scouse voice." Mad. He said the Popey sounded like a chipmunk version of Lily Savage. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you've not got your sussies on today, Popey, as we as we gab, as we do episode 25. Well, yeah, only have a weekend, yeah, so luckily for you, it's a, it's a Monday, yeah, so anyone who is listening, just uh, keep it to normal speed, please. I'd say so, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. You don't, you don't need to be abusing your eardrums. No, definitely not. And then the last one was um, Clemson quarterback, this is from Mikey Stevo, another loyal listener. Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and Carmela Soprano. <laughs> Fucking that's a show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll get them all up, lad, because some people might not know who we're uh, who we're referring to there with college quarterbacks and whatnot. But we're. Like, I like it. I, I do. I, like, nice to see that the uh, the listeners are doing more work on the podcast than what I am. Oh, they are. They're putting it in, lad. And as I say, we'll uh, we'll come on to the we'll come on to the Sopranos section soon. There's, there's been a been a few suggestions there for Christopher Walken takes as well. So we'll. Uh, We'll have a little look at that in a second, Popey. Yeah, you need to you need to pull your fingers out, lad. The listeners are certainly certainly chipping in more than yourself, aren't they? I think they're doing my work really on the show, aren't they? That's the so, way to do it. Yeah, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, keep them coming. It's why the Pope has cardinals, isn't it? I suppose. You know what I mean? Here we go. The art of delegation, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> Should we get on to these these walkins or what, lad? Are we getting to to fucking do these or what? I feel I feel rusty. Yeah. So Sopranos, yeah. So so what is it? Well, where are you up to for starters, lad? You were doing the Sopranos. Have you been uh, you been watching the last couple of weeks? I have, yeah. I'm, I'm near in the end. The end is nigh, my friend. So oh. I'm, I think I've just started season six, part two. I've got too many left now, which I'm good to the box because I'll probably won't go back to it for another year, 18 months, potentially. But, uh, yeah, just watched uh, the Sopranos home movies episode. Oh, amazing. We just watched the one after, I think, last night. We, we started to watch one last night. Oh, my God, I love Bobby's, that. Bobby's just Unsonian, basically, yeah. Blood Incredible Hulk, and then I shack with a vault into, like, El Camino, supply you with supplements like aminos you would trouble. I think that is one of I think that's one of the most underrated episodes. You know, that is one of my favourite episodes. That home movies. So good, lad. Yeah, so so Bobby's just filled the Tony in. Yeah. What did you make of that? Would you? Uh, do you think he? If I wouldn't have slipped, I would have kicked his ass. Yeah, exactly. This is what I mean. He was he was weak at the time. Wasn't he? he was recovering from his uh, from his gunshot wound. Uh, do you think Tony would have took him? Tony's only lost in it. He's a good scrapper, Tony. Like he's filled many of people in in the Sopranos. Um, the bouncer at the Bing more so than anyone yeah yeah. Uh, bit of a bully he's, he's hard isn't he Tony he so, is hard he's a big lad he, but he, he couldn't handle it could he he didn't like it I'm sure Bell you would have given the decision if it would have gone to the cards like possibly yeah it <laughs> wouldn't surprise me like yeah but under the boardwalk we can't <laughs> It's an amazing episode, lad. It, it really is. And I remember Steve watching that for the first time. Same. Bobby, at the end of the episode, and obviously he gets a piece of Bobby's shirt DNA, and that I thought Bobby's getting it here. I did. And all the few, few episodes later, he does actually get it, but not in the sense of, uh, of being nicked. Yeah. He got it in the uh, in the hobby store, didn't he? A little bit later on, unfortunately. Yeah, I was spending eight grand on uh, toy train sets. Yeah, while the beefing with uh, with New York, which was, which was wow. interesting. Like, wow, says it all. Rory's favourite character, by the way, uh, my good mate and one of our loyal listeners, Rory Egan. He uh, Bobby Bacala is his favourite character. Bacala, yeah, loves him. Love the baddies in it, if you will. I know you're a Richie April man. I understand oh. why. Oh, lad. we we watched the jacket last night. Actually, you know. What's that? The jacket, full metal jacket. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Oh, Where you get my Rocco DeMeo's leather jacket to Tony and he gives it to the cleaner's husband. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I remember seeing that at the time and being petrified. I remember seeing it when, what, what year must that have been? Like 2000 and... 
2000 maybe, 2001. I remember watching it as a kid and going, oh my God, seeing that Polish cleaner's husband with the jacket on and just thinking, oh my God, this this is going to go. Why, why, why did it strike with such fear? Because Richie Priya is an absolute psychopath, that's why. And Tony's gives this absolute landmark item in Richie Priya's life. He's given away yeah, I, to I, his... Yeah, I, I beat Rocco the male's ass and, and, so, and, and you know, we give it to you. People said it wouldn't fit, but with the belt... <laughs> Fucking <laughs> amazing, amazing, lad. <laughs> Should we move on but, to uh, these, lad? Come on. Should we get on to these walkings? I don't even know if I can... Wow. I don't know. I think I'm off. I think I, I don't know if I'm... Yeah, you're off a little bit. Just, yeah. I, I like that one you sent me there. Wow. With, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed and ashamed. Maybe well, I should take over the range. Maybe. Maybe you should give a bit back. You what? sound you sound like you're walking's coming on. I think it's always good to get in... It's best to get in gear with the with the Pulp Fiction line, isn't it? With the watch. The watch. Be damned. Your father's wife. Yeah, it's always a good starting point to build, yeah, from there, like, yeah. <laughs> I was, lad, honestly, I was in full walking mode last week. I was walking around, I was uh, I was talking to our John, asking him, John, do you want tea? Do you want a cup of tea? I was giving it full. <laughs> so how's this come about? So so what is the, so how have we gone from Sopranos to walking? And what are you on about? I'm getting requests. For... I think a while ago, lad, I think a while ago, me and John Mullen were... Imagining if Christopher, how Glen Gary, Glen Ross could be a better film. You know, it's probably the best cast of all time, isn't it? Alec Baldwin, Kevin Spacey, Al Pacino, Jack Lemon, Ed Byrne. Jack Lemon, of course, yeah. Ed Byrne, is it? It's Ed Byrne, isn't it? The, the little ginger guy. Don't know. It's ridiculous. And we were saying, what if Christopher Walken was in it? So we started doing Glen Gary, Glen Ross lines as a. Uh, as Christopher Walken. Walken, like, he's pretty good on the old impression not, fronts. Not bad. He, he does, he, yeah, not bad, I don't think. Not bad, I don't think. Mullins, Mullins. He's a good Feach, yeah. Feach Lamana, doesn't he? He does a good Tony B. Yeah, <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> does a tremendous Tony B. So then we got on to... Limited Fulcher. Tony B. I don't know whether he's got much beyond put me in, coach. But that's all you need sometimes. All, I, all I've got is Graham Souness. Is, oh, he's a real player. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, no fairness. Yeah, what, 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 yeah, what more do you want? If you can drag more out of it, bonus, but if you can get a good line, he's a real player. He's a warrior. Money. <laughs> Money's a warrior. <laughs> then how's this some, some requests you're getting to do? So, so me and Mullen started talking the other Friday saying, imagine if Christopher Walken was Tony Soprano. And so I threw it out on it. Nah, I don't think so. Well, you know, when you were casting Soprano, I know they were looking at, apparently, they were looking at the likes of DiCaprio and a few others, and then, obviously, uh, David Simon had seen... They were looking at DiCaprio, lad? Really? For Tony Soprano? Yeah, I'm sure. It was in the running. I'm sure DiCaprio was on the shortlist, which is mad. Oh, my God. That would have been horrible. What? That would have been horrible. Jack from Titanic is the fucking... The leader of Jersey. <laughs> would have been worse than Steve Buscemi getting the, uh, oh. the lead gig on Boardwalk Empire. That would have been nauseating, that, wouldn't it? Absolutely horrendous. I'd like to see that, you know. I'd like to see who was cast for it. I think Davey Preval, who plays Richie April, was, was in the running for Tony at one point, and they brought him we back. We see romance, didn't he? The Christian Slater film, and obviously he's got a limited role in that, all being an effective one. He's a bit of a yeah, heavy hitter, isn't he? Uh, Walking. Might be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, 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 Gandolfini, David Simon, seen Gandolfini in the uh, in True Romance. Yeah, I think so. I think that's maybe where it came from. Oh, he was terrifying in that, wasn't he? When he fucking yeah, yeah. when he has that fight. And then it's probably gone on to be the best piece of casting in 
TV history, arguably. I think it's the greatest. I think it is the greatest um, performance, isn't it? That's certainly TV performance uh, of all time. It's so... Just so convincing, that's yeah. it. I think that was to his demise, not, not to his demise, but that, that was certainly a negative for him when he tried to... His, his acting career after The Sopranos, I can never really... I don't know about anyone else, but I couldn't take him serious in any other role. Yeah, you've seen a soprano rather than James Gandolfini. You just see Tony, don't you? You just see Tony. But uh, some of our followers, uh, they could see walking. They wanted to see some lines as walking, so... <laughs> Remember, so, so I shared it. So I shared it. I put it out there. Members only Soprano, um, one of the big Instagram accounts, Sopranos Instagram accounts. They shared it on their story. So they sent us a couple from their followers and they wanted their. <laughs> Those that want respect, give respect. That was, <laughs> that was one of theirs ones. And then one of the better ones from them was. Uh, Conolingus and psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> Do you remember that line, lad? Do you remember those two lines? The first one, yeah, not the second one, but I'm guessing that's when he's in with Melfi. Those that want respect, give respect. Was that to... Was that to Junior? Yeah, it was. It's a Junior, yeah. Conolingus and psychiatry brought us to this. No, I don't think that was... I don't think that was to Melfi, you know. I think that might have been to, like... I think it was to, Cam- to Carmella, you know. I'll have to dig that out. I'll have to dig that out. Fucking incredible line, though. Oh, One... no, 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 no. I think... Kind of lingers. Possibly AJ. No, he wouldn't say that. Do you reckon he'd talk about muff diving to, to AJ? I don't know, I think, you know. actually, no, no, no. Those who want respect, give respect was to um, Richie April. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mall, maybe, when they're going for that walk in the mall. He's, uh, he's just stepping on toes, isn't he? And he's, he's, he's not long out of joke and he's fucking... Yeah, yeah. He's just... yeah, it might... Yeah, I think it is. I think it is Richie Aprile. It might be on that mall walk when they're in the mall. Yeah, mall. I think it's little I thought you were baiting me. Yeah, yeah. How's yeah. your mother? Fuck your sister. Yeah, how's your man? Fuck your sister, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's... Yeah, it is Richie Aprile. It's when they, uh, they have a meet with... Um, you know, during the garbage wars, and he hasn't met with. I think it's Jackie Junior's first ever. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the outside, one. Yeah. And doesn't Richie April turn around and say something like, uh, "You hear that, kid? He just told us to go fuck ourselves." Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and then he's got thingy there as well. Who's there? Uh, oh, uh, Albert Brees's brother, Albert Brees. Yeah. So yeah, they they were two from members only. Jay Pringle, uh, one of our most loyal listeners. He wanted a. Uh, <laughs> he wanted the classic Tony line to Carmella, which is, and I'll give it, I'll give it the walk and spin. Wow, not this much pulp. I like the one that says some pulp. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for Jay, that's for Jay Pringle. And then the last one's Mullins one that you've already done, lad. The fucking. That's it. That's it. Hang on, give me another crack at this. Hang on, that's it. That's all I gotta say. Frankly, I'm depressed and ashamed. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, hold on. So that's the done, lad. <laughs> that's yeah, you really lost the confidence. That was, uh, yeah, spot on. <laughs> it's going to be a lockdown essential, isn't it, HBO? We started The Wire again on Saturday. I was going to say, what's happened? What, what's this podcast turned into, by the way? Just absolute nonsense, which I think 
most of our listeners do actually like. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, we... Could you get a sports betting podcast where you do where you get Christopher Walken doing? Tony Soprano impressions. Well, I think we need to get away from the tipping because that's just going fucking downhill, isn't it? So if we do some impressions and some some funny lookalikes, if that's what the people want, that's what we'll we'll go with. But yeah, we started the wire against Saturday lad, which was is fucking great. That the first episode of that's superb, and and we done um, Kirby enthusiasm as well for Adi lad. There was a couple of them on uh, Sky Comedy, and it was the episode with his Korean Bucky. Laddie starts betting on the NBA handicap lines. Oh, my God, lad. I think it's the funniest episode of anything involving gambling ever. It's, oh, really? Uh, have you caught much Kerb yourself, lad? Have you done much Kerb? <clears throat> bits, yeah. O- only bits. Like, I haven't sort of watched it religiously. Like, but I've, 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 I've been one of them, more of a casual. Yeah. You've, uh, watch it, so I've, like, caught the odd episode. Do me a favour, lad. Go away this week. Dig that one out on your box. I know where you live. <laughs> oh, you know what? What? You know I'm liking? I have a feeling. No, not liking. Not liking song. Loving. Who? Loving. Huh? Celtics! <laughs> I knew it! Because I think the same thing How as you. How did you know that? You're going to win, I think. Are you going to win? $300 on the Celtics. Winner. Let's pick them. I love them. Yes. I love them. How does it feel? I love the Celtic. It feels good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. What are you eating, son? Larry, this is a fresh meat. It's a quite delectable. What kind of meat? The best kind. Only the best for song. Them boxers, they've got all the, all the box sets, haven't they, and all the episodes available. Yeah, 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 you can get anything on there, just, yes. Just, that's, 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 I'll find the name of it. He's got a Korean bookie in it who's a florist, and it's just the funniest. It's just so funny. I don't know if you could make that show nowadays, because basically they're in fear and the, the Korean bookie might have robbed his manager, Jeff's dog, and might be having it on a butty and on, and on a buffy. And I don't, don't know if you can make that show nowadays. Lad. Well, it's the same can be said for all these great TV series we're talking about, certainly The Office... You couldn't get away with half of the things David Brent comes out with. Sopranos again. But let's stay stateside, lad. Used to be Sopranos Sundays, didn't it? I think we had a little Sopranos Sunday there last night, a bit of pizza and that. That's when it used to be aired, didn't it? On uh, More 4 and Channel 4 back in the day. Did you take in a bit of NFL, as we usually do on a Sunday night, lad? Did you get a chance last night? You trying, what are you trying to do? You smoke the fire, like trying to get some sort of 49ers reaction from me? Not really 49ers, no, I was going to go more my boys. I thought you might have uh, might have some credit for the Steelers finally, 7 0 last night, or do you still feel that? Now we stretch Maybachs in the coops too. Like jewels, I'm just trying to pack a deuce deuce. Diplomats, Arabic, how I'm making my moves. Broke the riches, fucking bitches in my favorite shoes. She thought I had a seizure, told her April Fools. Well, they were peaking too early last time we spoke. You know, you don't win a Super Bowl in October or November. Uh, do we, we get a bit of credit for the Steelers? It was all, all going to fall apart on the uh, on the back of Devin Bush's injury, wasn't it, by all accounts, Steve? I already warned you about premature ejaculation once the season when you were waxing lyrical about seven and four games in. Like, oh, he looked a real deal. I told you there and then, well, no, they haven't got any squad depth. Told Peter Reed the same, and then lo and behold, two losses on the bounce because they got a few first teamers out. They haven't got squad depth. 
So before we get before we get on to Everton footy, back to the Steelers. Still no credit. You're not impressed. It's because basically the same logic can be used for the Steelers. You get excited. All right, just just wait till the playoffs. I'll tell you what, I played golf at Moss yesterday, and he, he, he gets like a par, and he just literally is blowing his beans there on the next six. He just calm down, and then he'll get bogey, bogey, double bogey. You're very much the same as, uh, as Moss in that respect. Listen, I don't get carried away. I mean, I'm a. I'm not getting. I'm not giving them the credit that you think they deserve until until they get to the playoffs. And, Give you a couple of stats on the Steelers. The along with the Patriots, they've won the Super Bowl the most times. Uh, 20, 20 Super Bowl wins for them and the Patriots. This is only the second time in the history that they've gone seven and out, which I thought was quite impressive. And last week they played the Tennessee Titans, who were also five and out, undefeated. The the two undefeated teams this season going head to head. It's only the sixth time. The two teams who were five and zero have played each other in the history of the NFL. The winner of that game, all six times, has gone to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, so still no credit. They're going to the Super Bowl. Fact. No fact. Of course, as we've spoke about, anything can happen. I'm just saying. Surely they, they deserve a bit of credit. These Steelers. Surely. Have you gone in again on them, Steve? Don't need to. Had a good go at twenty-five to one. <laughs> What price, sorry? 25 to 1 for the Super Bowl, 12s for the uh, uh, for the conference. And I've, as I say, I've had a lump on them to get to the playoffs at 8 to 11. That, Tell that's... you what, Tampa Bay looks strong in the AFC, don't they? Well, was that. This is this is the thing, isn't it, with Brady? Did I not say last year that the Patriots, if they could have just got a wide receiver, if they could have just got Antonio Brown back, they would have been in with a shout for the Super Bowl last year? Tom Brady should not have been wrote off, should he, by the looks of things? No, he's still got it, Annie. Full of juice, full of whatever else. Massively. Yeah, um, right. I've been a bit facetious. Yeah, the Steelers, of course, are doing well. Um, maybe I'm just taking around on you the fact that the 49ers, again, last night, did you see how many injuries uh, they had in the last game? Po- six. Popasina. Six injuries. Six. At Popasina. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Six, six injuries. Can we, can we do a little bit of digging on this day? I might actually, for once... Since we started doing the show, do a little bit of research myself and do a little bit of digging. I need to, I need to dig out some sort of like numbers on this because I was again. I've told you like when San Francisco playing on a on a Sunday, I just put into Google search San Francisco 49ers. It'll give you like Twitter feeds and what people are saying and that. It's a reoccurring theme. Now I've been saying it for about three or four weeks, but people are actually cutting onto the fact now. You're getting, you're getting literally 
to unprecedented levels yeah. in terms of injuries. He must be knocking on thirty. Like, well, I just seen I seen Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, your starting quarterback, hobble out again last night. I seen Kittle make an absolutely outstanding catch against the Seahawks, and then hobble out. Did he come back in the game, lad, or did he? Oh, Kittle's Kittle's done. Yeah, so he'll be a couple of weeks. I think oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh God. Um, Fred Warner, the starting line back. He got a stinger. He come back in, but they're going to assess him. Uh, Dante Pettis and some of the lad flowers on the special teams. They're not huge losses. They got injured. I've never seen a team go through more injuries than this. It's- we'll see what the prognosis is today on Kittle and Garoppolo because they got a quick turnaround. They played the, the Packers on Thursday. Jesus pa- Christ. got by the Vikings last night. They had a bad results, which is probably a bad time to be playing the Packers because Aaron Rodgers' record in games that he gets beat in the game prior he usually comes out and puts it right the following game. Bounce back so, ability for uh, for old Adam Rogers. Yeah, he's pretty good. Bounce back ability indeed. Yeah, but in all in all fairness, there's not too many. With the exception of the Steelers, maybe the Bucks. Obviously, they're both in the AFC. I don't think. All right, Russell Wilson's brilliant. They got a couple of exceptional wide receivers there, especially DK Metcalf. But I don't think the Seahawks are the real deal. I I, I just think. Steelers and potentially the Bucks are probably head and shoulders above anyone. I don't think there's as many strong teams as there was last year or in previous years gone by. Would you jump on the bandwagon, Popey? Would you maybe have a little uh, Super Bowl bet? Bucks versus Steelers in the final. You get a good price for that, you know. Um, NFC, lad, is... Um, I don't think it's as strong, to be honest with you. No. I think the, the, top, the Packers, I fancied them a few weeks ago. I didn't back them just as well, really. They've lost a couple since... Uh, I don't, I'm not convinced on the Seahawks. The Saints still grind it out, but the Saints aren't the team that they were in previous seasons. Obviously, the 49ers aren't. I'll tell you what, stay as mad as it sounds. They stand at four and four. The best thing that could have happened last night, other than the 49ers winning, was the Rams getting beat. So they're five and three. Yeah. Cardinals will lose a few games. So they could still potentially finish second in their division. And because of the extra playoff place, still make it into the playoffs with like a nine and seven record, potentially. I just what I what I see from the Steelers, lad, is is just balance, just all over the field. The special teams are so good, and I remember a fellow on a podcast a while ago saying like special teams. If you've got good special teams, outstanding special teams, you get you two two more wins a year than you than you'd usually get. You know, you've rattled through all the teams there. You haven't mentioned Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but I do think that's AFC though, isn't it? Sorry, no, yeah, but I just mean it in terms of all teams. I, I think. They're just too reliant on Mahomes. And I think against a really, really good defence like the Steelers are. Don't get me wrong, a fucking injury next week or whatever can always unravel your, your anti-post bets on the NFL. But the Steelers seem to be coping with them injuries. Next man up is their thing, isn't it? Next man up. If we lose someone, next man up. They nearly made the playoffs last year with the third quarterback. They had an absolute nightmare of quarterback last year. And I think they, with the 8-8, did they just not get in on the last... The last game of the Possibly, season. Yeah. So what's your take, Steve? Obviously, you've got Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. He's played whatever, a few snaps, which is what you said is all it would take for him to win that award. Obviously, we'll find out at the end of the season. Weekend at Bernie's job, yeah. Just get him out there. So what, what do you think? Do you still fancy him over Roethlisberg? If like Roethlisberg, like, what, what would it take for Ben Roethlisberg, the Steelers' quarterback, for him to win comeback player of the year? Would he have to go 16-0 and in order for him to win that award from Alex Smith? Or has uh, it done his own deal regardless? I think Alex Smith, just coming back from 17 operations, a horrendous leg break. I think he's got it tied up for us. The one issue, and if he has, because it was cousin Nick O's shout, wasn't it? The of course, one, yeah. the, uh, lie, yeah. <laughs> the one issue he has, which could be a worry, is that 
instead of giving them the award, they name it the Alex Smith Award and then say a Rafflesberger or that wins it, you know? Yeah, possibly. But yeah. I don't know. Be, be, be a bit of a bit of an empty compliment, to be honest with you. To quote Philly Leotardo, enough of the empty compliments. Yeah, he's won. Uh, Alex Smith, wa- Alex Smith, one to three with Skybet, and Ben Roethlisberger's five to two at the moment. Oh, you know, there's not much of a disparity. That'll be getting shorter and shorter as the more the Steelers win as well. So we, we will see. I'll be better. You won't. How did the Cowboys get on last last night, lad? That was the late game. I, I was I didn't catch that. They were... well, obviously by the Eagles. I don't know whether Andy Dalton was playing after the hit he took a couple of weeks ago. I think they done all Cowboys fans in their favour there. That Washington linebacker who uh, almost decapitated them. Down and immediately attended to. My goodness, what a terrible looking play there. Obviously flagged on the play. That young man is Ben DiNucci. He is a rookie out of James Madison, and he is going to be coming into quarterback the Dallas Cowboys. Well, the Dallas Cowboys this season, it, it, it's a heftier demise than the Man United at the moment, isn't it? For anyone who doesn't watch the NFL, like. Uh, I, team, yeah. Have you ever I don't seen... know that Andy was playing. Hopefully he wasn't. He's more. Roger Dalton in the uh, <laughs> Timothy Dalton rather in the pocket nowadays, isn't he? The Red Rifle, yeah. It, they are struggling massively. And did you see last week, after last week's defeat, they got beat again last week, the Cowboys. And Demarcus Lawrence, the uh, defensive tight end, he's like, the, sorry, the defensive end, he's like the, the leader on defence. He actually got Tabasco sauce in his eye during a Zoom press conference after the game last week. Oh. How was he tucking into a pussy, was he? He was getting stuck in. Bit of a post-match meal. Such a metaphor for the Cowboys season that he's, <laughs> he's covered his... Serves co- him right, lad. The effort being so rude. Where's his manners, lad? If he's going to a press conference, is that what they do, these American athletes now, Jordan? Press conferences. He eats, do they? That sounds like... Sounds like he was he was sauce enough. Yeah, and he's ended up with a... Is cornea covered in Tabasco sauce? Like, yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> but you'd expect if they were fucking dragged up, eh? Fucking eating during press conferences. Never heard anything like it. Did you want to talk a bit of fussy, lad? I've just mentioned uh, United there. What is well, going on? Before we move on, what's your take on your, your Falcons? Have you got a renewed sense of optimism that you won't be... You'll no longer finish the season as coming fourth in I your division? Them. I, backed them, I backed them on Thursday, lad. I did. I backed them and I, I had watched them on Thursday. I thought they were... Uh, I just think they've been very unlucky. They could have easily have had three more wins. We've made a laugh about it on here, haven't we? They've they've lost three games with a ninety eight percent winning chance in the later stages of the fourth quarter. Three games they give away. No more. You don't need to elaborate on that. That's like I'm talking about the forty nineers injuries being unprecedented. That's just that's that's bananas. So three games they had a ninety eight win percent probability, yeah. and they lost. Three. They lost all three. Yeah, Cowboys, Lions, and. Uh, Chicago Bears, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I. Well, I know you might have a little bit of a bit of a see it as a false dawn, but I think, albeit only twenty quid, will be coming my way. Because have you seen their remaining games? By the way, I just looked at it after they beat the Panthers, thinking, oh, "Fucking hell, I, I, I hope they don't fucking finish there now in the division." Yeah. And then the remaining schedule and fours. Sound happy days, nothing to worry about. Have you seen their remaining schedule? No, I haven't seen. Is it terrible? Is it hell? It's like the worst thing you can imagine. So they've got to play the Bucks twice. They've oh. got to play the Chiefs away. They've got to play the Saints twice. Oh, God. The Saints are a bit of a spend force, though, you know. 
What? The Saints are a bit of a spent force. Something's not right today in New Orleans. They've been full of fucking COVID. Drew Brees made them comments, didn't he, on Black Lives Matter during the riots. I don't think that dressing room's been the same since, you know. We said at the time, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, the divide, and it potentially has, but... So, and by the way, the Falcons are always, always competitive against the Saints. I'd fancy them to take one, if not two, of them games. They're not finishing, they're not finishing behind the Panthers for me. I don't see it. Do you want to double down? Do you want to double down on it? Yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, let's have a look. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going to have to give me odds, though, for doubling down here. Hang on. No, fuck that. Come on, you've already got... You've already got... Yeah, past me some of the 49ers. What is it, yeah. NFC South? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a fantastic for the listeners, wow. this, isn't it? Wow, look at the Panthers running here. The Panthers maybe have got... Panthers could lose all their remaining games, actually. They've got the Chiefs away. They've got the Bucks. They've got the Lions at home. They've got Washington away. They've got Broncos. Slightly easier, I think. Okay, let's... let's do you want to bump it to 50 quid, then? Ooh, he's confident. Let's see. But, but you've... Remember that the bet was the division. You've got to give me 50 quid if the Falcons finish above the Panthers. So not just... They're not going to win the division, obviously, at this point, are they? If the, if the bottom... Yeah, Falcons v Panthers, 50 quid. A separate bet, a side bet. How about no, that? No, it, have you not heard of double or quits? Well, yeah, I've said that wrong. Okay, we'll leave it, we'll leave it. I'll just take me 20 quid. You've yeah, shit the bet. You've absolutely shit the bet. No, because it's double, double or quits. The bet was fucking 20 quid. So it gives you an opportunity to get out, doesn't it? If they finish above them, or I give, or I give you forty if they become if the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Go on then, double or quit your shit bag. Let's get on it. <laughs> Ever the salesman. Go on okay. then. That's the real football now, mate. <laughs> Yes, we came a long way from the bottom. In the Panamera Pawns. Full of marinara songs. Color seven like I split an atom. Yeah, let's get on to soccer. Yeah, you mentioned Everton there. I wasn't really going to spend too much time on footy, but I'm sure you want to get stuck in, don't you, to the uh, to the Blue Boys dropping off the top? Again, to, um, to, to quote Silvio, a lot of, lot of Sopranos quotes this week, but to quote Silvio, who said my piece when it comes to Everton, pulled it a long time ago, all right, when you were waxing lyrical about the start 11. Not much squad depth, as I say. I mentioned it to Peter Reid during the interview, and that's proved to be the case. Last yeah. couple of games, they've had starters out, and they've suffered massively because of it. Yeah. Lost the last few games, and that's why I wasn't getting too carried away with them, as you were a couple of games in. No, I was just giving. I was just giving. I wasn't getting carried away. I wasn't. I wasn't saying they were going to win the league or anything crazy like that. You know what I mean? I we're far off. You, you oh, were messaging me privately saying Leicester have done it. Who knows? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're taking our private exchanges to the to the area. Terrible. Yeah, I just. Uh, I know it probably uh, yesterday your beloved Blue Boys getting beat, but um, uh, moving on to Liverpool. I think the biggest compliments I can give Liverpool is it's, it's like watching a, a Ferguson team, a Man United Ferguson team. I think with us this season more so, and, and last season in all fairness, I just fancy us, lad, even when mm. we go a goal down, even when yeah. we're drawing into yeah. the game, fancy us to score. I even fancied us on Saturday after Jota's goal got disallowed. Yeah. We'll, we'll, 
still. You're getting good and prices, you know, lad. You're getting good prices. I I done a bit of in running there on the Liverpool game. You you got like I think I think I picked us up at like seven to four when we were one down, and you're getting good prices at the moment because Van Dijk's out and whatnot, and we do seem to just have a have a knack of winning, don't we? Which is un- with with the injuries we've got, it is unbelievable, and. Have you? Uh, I'm still not sold on City. I know I was against them Saturday, and they, they took some money out of my hands. Pep and his boys. Still not massively convinced, but they are starting to keep clean sheets, aren't they? At the back with Laporte back in and and Diaz back in. Have you got any worries of anyone coming out the pack? Pofi, Spurs, Chelsea. No, I think what'll be Spurs is uh, Tottenham's downfall. Will be the uh, Europa League yeah. essentially. Yeah. They didn't look great yesterday. Obviously, they won and what an option off the bench in Bale. Obviously, he'll be starting in time. No, no two ways about that. World-class player he is. Um, so, firepower. Fucking hell. You look at Son, Kane and, and, and Bale. Realistically, in terms of individual talents, probably better than our front three. Well, actually, it is better than our front three when you consider our front three. Can't score. Uh, you know, at the minute. Yeah. Um, so, firepower. And, yeah, he's... He, uh, I, I fancy Tottenham top four, but to make a title push, probably not. Probably, as I say, I think the Europa League will prove to be a hindrance for them. No, Arsenal do well to get top four. Uh, I'll fucking chemical undies, Frank, Fat Frank, and his Grundies. Again, he's tightened up at the back since he brought this goalie in. But... Tightened up? Is that a play on words, is it? Or... <laughs> um, I just see us in Man City, to be honest with you. And like, like you, I don't really, I'm not too fearful of Man City, obviously. Sunday will be interesting. Um, I hope Matip's back. I don't know whether that'll be the case. Thiago. Art and an experienced player, whether it be Williams or Phillips at the back. Yeah. I, I think he would. To be honest with you, I think he'd probably start at Anderson or Mill in the back there. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah. Against someone like a Man City. Yeah. But, um, and we need Thiago back as well. I think he's probably saving Thiago for this week. Two big games against Atalanta and Man City. Or he might even just be saving him for Man City. Just City, I think, Pope. Well, he was, he was apparently, it was a very, very last minute um, fitness test on Saturday morning. And he just, just wasn't quite right. So, why play him there? Let's just, just save him for City, don't you? Definitely, like you've got to there. That's huge on Sunday. And if we can get a result there, I, you know, I think we can win the game. We're actually, have you seen the odds? Had a little... Early look at the odds. We are actually nearly three to one to win the game. No, we're not. We're 13, not Thirteen to five. We are. Yeah, to win the wow. game. Which I, I think it, I, I think more than likely Thiago is going to play, and I think he'll probably be the difference. Lad. I think he'll be the game changer. And I, 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 what what's the prognosis on Massaplat? Do you think he is injured or uh, not? He's, he's fragile physically and mentally, but. We, even if you can just get five, six games out of it, like the big games, obviously it was good against Everton. So even if we just have to throw them in against Man City, put a performance in and then see what uh, see what the fallout is. We've not seen bone density at the club like this since Chris Kirkland, have we? He's, I mean, <laughs> rich coming from me, but he's struggling, isn't he, Matt? Are you struggling to get... I know he's coming back from a long one, but you're struggling to get 20 games a season out of him. It's... it's it's oh, yeah, devastating as well, because he's fucking... I've said for two seasons... I don't get why Joe Gomez is the first pick with Van Dijk. I just n- didn't understand it. It's a pace thing, so we can play higher up the pitch, isn't it? Matip is every bit natural defender-wise as as good as Van Dijk on judgments. He's not obviously he's not as athletic, he's not as imposing, but his judgments is oh, he's he's off the Sammy Issa school. Balance in the air as well, like ah. whether it's defending balls coming into the box or attacking them the other end, he gives you an option. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet. He'll carry it out of defence. 
Um, that's what hurts with Massa because he, he is that good and he's got the potential to be even better. But so fragile, yeah. Like you say, he's uh, that's, that's 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 what makes it more difficult to uh, to swallow. To be honest, but any news on him? Because obviously Man City aren't playing with a recognised striker at the minute. I think Aguero's pretty much out at the weekend. Any news on Gabriel Jesus? No, nah, I think he's out, lad. I think he's out till late November, December, by all accounts. So we'll take. Uh, oh, wow, that just makes the three to one even more appealing, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't, obviously, De Bruyne, you can really argue about him being the best player in the league. Obviously, he won PFA Player of the Year last year. World-class talent. So he's going to be a handful in himself, but I just think Thiago in the middle of the park with Henderson. I think Thiago in particular is a game-changer. Yeah. I hope you're right, Poby. If I didn't have the anti-post interest, I'd probably be having a go at Lyon City. I think they're, City are even money, best price, odds on in most places, which I just think that's a lift. For anyone who likes the exchanges, I think... I think you've got to lay City there, haven't you? You know, our record's been pretty good. It was a it was a non-event last time we've been on the fucking aisle all week, hadn't we? So I think uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'd be looking to lay that. But just before we move on, can we talk about another fragile defender? You're talking about Mass up there. Did you catch did you catch Harry Maguire's interview yesterday, lad, after the game? What's going on at United? I'd slab it, no, I what? He looked like a young Roy Cropper, basically, in his student days in Salford University studying uh, I don't know. What would he study, Roy Cropper? Fucking zoology or something. I'm not sure. Criminology. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Horrible. Air down in the rain. Just had this bubble coat on. No personality at all. Uh, he just looked like a broken man. A student who'd been he living... He probably sums up the sorry state of Man United at the minute. The Solskjaer. It's depressing to watch, lad. You know... And I, really. I, I know they were an old rival of ours, United, but it's actually, like... It's quite sad. It's the, They come on the screen. Old Trafford comes on the screen and he... I don't know, it just feels like depressing. It's grey, it's horrible. It always seems to be fucking Yeah, it's certainly not the theatre of dreams no more. But I won't be shedding a tear for them, lad. Anyway. No, I wouldn't. You know, poor old fucking Bobby Charlton's got dementia. That's come on. I'm not fucking surprised if he's been watching uh, Ollie's side <laughs> over the last couple of years. Probably fucking pushed him over the head, so sad. He's got that on his hands as well, uh, amongst every now. I think, uh, I think he's been terribly mismanaged, though, Maguire, given what's happened in the summer for him to just be thrown in. By his club and, and his country, mm. not being given any sort of time off because he's obviously had a lot to deal with in the summer with getting arrested and he was on the front pages of all the newspapers for about a month there and yeah. all the all out that goes with that and obviously the, the court case still hanging over his head and what have you. For him to be thrown in at club and country level, I think is, he's been terribly mismanaged and what would he expect them? Would he expect them to... Perform as, as well as he could, and even if he is performance of his full abilities, certainly not Van Dyke anyway, is he? Probably the biggest waste of 80 million you could uh, ever wish to see. Well, I'll be giving you the same treatment next week. I, I hope you're not uh, expecting any time off from this podcast once the plod come knocking for your uh, for your illegal box and your, your trick or treating, flouting, <laughs> flouting the lockdown. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sure I'm sure they have at the moment, lad. Yeah, I just. I don't know where it goes with United, lad. Honestly, I think they're absolutely fucking terrible. I'll be laying them on Thursday. I think they're 4-9 in Istanbul on Thursday. I, I don't know where you get that from with, with, with this with this bunch of players. And I was just watching Roy Keane, lad, and you, you're looking at ex-players, ex-United players. Surely someone like Roy Keane could fucking... Wouldn't you love to see him giving a go as like an interim? I know it will never happen with, with Fergie's influence on our old Strafford, but don't you think they are a bunch of players who need a rocket up the arse like, like Keane could give it? But you're playing at Manchester United because you're you're expected to break these teams down. You're expected to run back. You're expected to roll your sleeves up. 
that's what characters at Manchester United are about. We spoke before again about Nobby Styles, five for six, heart of a lion. I don't see it out there. I don't. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see men out there. I don't see guys you want to be in the trenches with, guys you trust. Ollie, Ollie's. I was talking. Look at Ollie in management. You, you have to trust your players. Your job depends on these guys out on the pitch. You have to trust them lads out there. God help us. Look at but yeah, but again, we've all called this since day one, haven't we? With Solskjaer, he's too weak, and that's proven to be the case. You can't, you can't see him as much of a being as, as much of a presence in the in the in the dressing room. I don't think he probably harbors too much respect from from certain players, especially the likes of Pogba and that. No. Whereas with someone like a Klopp has has the right balance between respect of the players and being the mate. Still approachable as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it in the WhatsApp group yesterday. I was saying, like, what sort of hairdryer treatment does Ali Solskjaer give you? He probably pulls out that little fucking pink one that I used to take, the travel one that I used to take to uh, to Cardiff. Pierre. Pierre, yeah. <laughs> the one that got the Pierre nickname <laughs> going. I, I mean, can you imagine him dressing them down? Can you imagine him dressing a, a Pogba down at the, end of, at the end of a game? It's not going to happen. And don't get me wrong, that's not everyone's way. Some people are more peaceful, but it's not working, is it? The gentle touch isn't working for Ali, yeah, and I just don't know how long it can go on. No, well, spent enough time talking about them anyway. Well, should we move yeah. on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about another Mancunian actually. Uh, should we talk? Oh, about I thought we would have been on tip of the week, but well, not two hours. Bitch, I had to bust a you. Came right back to get that loot. No, I had to finish what I started. No, it ain't too late to turn around, is it? No, we're on the tip yep. of the week. Let's go. A lot of this will be on the shopping floor, won't it? It certainly will be, yeah. Probably most of Christopher Walken <laughs> impressions. But let's get on to the tip of the week then, Popey. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go right in with a Mancunian. I know this might seem fucking pretty ridiculous saying how bad they're doing, but I had a little dabble on Marcus Rashford last week, PFA Player of the Year, 33 to 1. I think when you looked at Ryan Giggs, got it, um, almost sympathetically because he was coming to the end of his career. I think he played about 20 games that season. I think Rashford will get a few votes, lad, for uh, for all his his charity work and his uh, his fundraising and what he's done with the government. So 33 to 1, Rashford Player of the Year, little saver on Young Player of the Year at 7 to 1 as well. If that is the case, then you just want to rename it Sympathy Votes of the Year, then, eh? Along with your Alex Smith bet and fucking Captain Tom Moore getting his night up. Listen, if there's an angle to be had, you've got to have it. To say I'm disgusted is an understatement. If Eagle wins PFA Player of the Year, I get what you're saying about gigs, but winning in the past after he had well, one goal in that season, like four assists. Yeah. But surely they win from the mistakes. I think he'll get a lot of votes. I think a lot of people will vote for him Player of the Year because he's doing something that's above football, isn't he? Rashford? Of course, yeah, but this is a football award. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. How and why? 
maybe sports personnels of the year potentially. Possibly. I think that'll that's a good one as well. Should we have a little look at that while we're on? will be needed. Crazy like a pack of animals. Hope you all got a proper view. So sick, I need to let the doctor through. Love. Yes, respect this rap. Never miss a step. Disrespect. Give a fuck about your plug. You know, be the plug connect. Popey. Yeah, fake player of the year, mate. Surely not. Well, he's been cussing. Be just... He's been cussing. Man United, that. Hey, he could be getting delegated if he's fucking the Solskjaer soon. I said so this. Man... Could this be another Leeds? Man United at the moment. This is a fucking batch of players who don't know their arsehole from the real, do they? No. Uh, hang on, lad. Let's have a look at sports personality of the year here while we're on. Have you got a tip of the week while I look for this? Uh, probably not. No, again, nothing. Bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> no, you got nothing. What you want from me, lad? It's a Monday. Fucking tired. I've slept on my fucking bedside table all night. I told you that. Hang um, on, then. Yeah. I'll give you some magic to put up on the page, eh? Go on. Have in, you got... in due course. Oh. I thought you had it on you. I thought you had something, something funny. Hang on, lad. Let me find awards here. Something funny be a first, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sports personality of the year. First holiday, you laugh. <laughs> Marcus, Ra- Marcus Rashford is 21 to 10, lad. Best price, William Hill. So obviously the value is in your bet. I get that, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be best pleased, to be honest with you, lad. Joe Wicks into 50 to 1. What did you put him up, did you? Thought we put your wicks at an hundred to one sports personality. No, he put up to get knighted. Oh, did we? Did we? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mixed wires there. I think we. I think we had a dabble at sports personality though as well. Yeah, Rashford as short as eleven to eight with Skybet. So he's gonna, he's fancied for sports personality. Yeah, he's probably going to win that. And Lewis Hamilton favourite. I'd have Rashford favourite me. Some role of honour this list here, the, 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 the prices for sports personality of the year. Somehow, Jim Cowardly, my mate. Has managed to make it onto the list at eighty to one. Wow, Jim! Wow, imagine Jim Crowley got it, Popey. <laughs> at a time of black lives. the price Rory McIlroy and Mo Farah. <laughs> he needs to be. <laughs> he needs happen? to be. He needs to be ahead of Rory McIlroy's fucking head's gone, as you say. Ocean Murphy, champion jockey, like absolute character within the sport. Granted, he just failed the drug test. For beef for about the second time. Part of the deal, if you ask me. But the very definition of a personality, he sums it up in the sport of racing at the minute. In fact, it, it, the Tory aside, it was getting a bit cheesy in his old age. Ocean Murphy's the only jockey who's got a bit of personality. He's 250 to 1. Jim Cowardly is 80 to 1. And not just by a, 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 a fucking cowboy firm, a Mickey Mouse firm, we're talking Bet365. Yeah. How's that happen? That's madness. It's madness. They're just looking to take a, a, few, a few little pennies and coppers off, off some racing fans. I'm sure he's got a fan club. I know you're not heading it and certainly won't chairman in it any time soon. <laughs> Jim Carroll. Oh, you've got me on my soapbox as well. What's happened? I think Sky Sports News, mate, has gone down the swanny big. Obviously, we've touched on oh, uh, it's, Sky Sports in general. It's so stuffy. It's so naff. Oh, my. Hey, lad. I- I had to just on the background this morning and I've watched Sky Sports and you I have it on from time to time in the background, but I certainly don't watch it on a Monday morning. Have you seen who the new uh, the new lineup is on, no. a, on a Monday morning? Go on, hit me with it. Stephen Warnock and oh. Sue Smith. Oh. 
Badly Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, isn't That's it? Terrible. What a way to start your sporting week. Sue Smith. And they've got the same haircuts. Is there something in that? <laughs> they fucking look like each other. And I reckon... My sports host, he's very... He's horrible. I reckon Sue Smith was a better player. No, who is he? Uh, I know what you mean. Ref watch. Yeah, he's horrible. But, uh, blonde, like, like light-haired fella. I think he's shaved it yeah, now. Yeah, oh, horrible. Uh, Rob Wooten or something, is it? Or... Rob Wooten or something, is it? Or is this a terrible... Well, he's, he's completely indescribable. No wonder we don't know his name, because he's just... Uh, but basically, that's that's the new setup on a, on a Monday morning. Apparently, they have Stephen Warner oh. on a Zoom call. Rob Wooten, Sue Smith, talking about the weekend's events. And then they, they get Dermot Gallagher on for half an hour to, to talk about some dubious uh, refereeing decisions. I mean, it's hardly box office, is it? It's not. It could be worse, though. You could be tuning in like our poor listeners listening to me and you do fucking walking and talking about... Two hours of absolute nonsense. Yeah, as I say, you're going to have to chop this down. So, I don't know, 20, I think. We'll, we'll pick stuff to go on the chopping floor anyway. I will. There's enough to get on the floor there. It'll be fucking covered. I'll let you get out, Pope. And Are you going to stay up for the election, lad? Are you going to have your MAGA cap on? You're going to be back in Trump, I'm sure. Down, um, yeah, what, what price are we talking for Trump? Do you know? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we are, yeah, you looking for the tip of the week? Donald Trump, fifteen to eight with Betfair and Paddy Power. Yeah, that's my tip of the week. I think landslide as well. Landslide for Donald Trump. Okay, there you go. You're gonna stay up for it, lad. We're gonna stay up for it and do the all, uh, do the all WhatsApp group and that with uh, Killer Crab Men, Danny McNeil over in America, and. Uh, we're all going to get in and have a little, have a little gab in our WhatsApp group, I think. Take it in. No, I'll just be uh, getting me down on my bedside table, I think. <laughs> it's my last late night until the NFL playoffs. I can't wait to be on a routine, lad. I'm going to be ringing you to... going to start doing this show at six in the morning, lad. How about that, like Tony Kornheiser? Yeah, I'll be ready, mate. I'll be ready, yeah. I'll be ready and waiting, as always. Okay. Just hope you're ready and waiting for Bellew when you see him at the Toby Carvery this Sunday, lad. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Take it easy, my mates. Bomber's coming for you, mate. You're going to be covered in gravy. See you soon. <laughs> See you later. Podcast Network.